I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No brakes. No brakes. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to another episode of British Speedway's official podcast, No Breaks, No Fear. And this week, British Speedway launched back onto the screens of Eurosport and the Leicester Lions announced themselves in style. Look out the rest of the league because the Leicester Lions mean business this year. We'll have reaction from Jack Holder and Chris Harris. It was a busy night on Monday. There was more action at Monmore as the Wolverhampton Wolves took on the Ipswich Witches and Wolves keeping pressure up on Bellevue at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership. Reaction coming from two of their key men, Sam Masters and Rory Schlein. To, to 5-1 them guys, I don't think that'll happen too often this year and um, yeah, I was happy with that. It must have looked good because it <laughs> looked pretty good from where I was. I was just trying to duck and dive and go for gaps that, that were there. In part two of the podcast, we're going to catch up with Luke Becker of the Wolverhampton Wolves, although this season he's yet to turn a wheel for Wolves officially and he's been one of the more talked about riders for that very reason. We have an update though from Luke, fresh from seeing his doctor, and we'll find out when we're going to see him back on track, and it'll be sooner rather than later, as he gives us an update on his situation following that big injury. You know, it's all part of racing. That's, you know, we're going out there where we know that that risk is on the line, and, um, you know, I guess it's just going to be how we bounce back from it. We've also got an update on the condition of Eric Riss from the man himself, and reaction to as the Pool Pirates and the Glasgow Tigers are set to face each other in the final of the BSN series. All on the way. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to another episode of No Breaks, No Fear, rounding up all that's been happening over the last seven days in British Speedway and looking ahead to the big fixtures coming up over the next week as well. Our guest in the second part of this episode this week will be Luke Becker of the Wolverhampton Wolves. That said, he's yet to officially ride a heat for the Wolverhampton Wolves this season, having been injured, but we have an injury update from Luke himself, so that's all on the way in the second part. But we begin... At the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena, Beaumont Park, Leicester, the scene for that first televised fixture of the Sports Insure Premiership of 2023 live on Eurosport. And Leicester took the honours in the opening televised fixture with an impressive 53-37 home win over the Sheffield Tigers. But the night is belonging to the Leicester Lions through the last corner. And they're going to pick up the two points here tonight with victory in Heat 13. Superb stuff once again from Frick. I mean, he was jet propelled out in front. Stunning stuff from him. And uh, a great effort from Nick Morris back in second place to join his teammate for another massive 5-1 in Heat 13. Wow, what a performance from the home team. They really have set down a marker here. Look out the rest of the league because the Leicester Lions mean business this year. Well, the damage was done early. The Lions made a fast start at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena, from which the Tigers never really recovered, with the host delivering far stronger all-round displays. Grand Prix star Max Frick led the way with 12-plus-1 bonus and was unbeaten until the final race, where the visitors took a consolation 5-1 after Richard Lawson had been disqualified following a heavy crash with Tobias Musilak. Lawson had scored 10-plus-1 bonus prior to that incident, whilst Musilak on 11-plus-1, Jack Holder with 11, dominated the field scoring, but conceded a 5-1 at the expense of Frick and Justin Sedgman in Heat 10. Well, we can hear from a couple of those involved in a moment. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of Chris Harris of the Leicester Lions. But first, Jack Holder speaking with Scott Nichols on Eurosports. Tough night for the Tigers. You said at the beginning, kind of the track caught you out a little bit. As a team, did you feel like you were playing catch-up all night? Yeah, 100%. It, um, you know, when we walked the track, it looked quite tacky and grippy, and we all probably started a little bit too high and um, yeah we just gave them too much of a head start they were banging out the the starts early on and then a little too late we started to sort of climb back a little bit but um, yeah that's maybe what we needed a little bit of a kick up the backside but um, no it was a, a good meeting tonight. Yeah Simon said said in a chat earlier that you felt like the gate choice certainly went against you early doors one and three was very dominant did you have anything to say at the conclusion of the meeting? 
I wanted one. <laughs> no, you know, I thought they all looked pretty even from, from the track walk, but um, so we took the Heat 15, um, but yeah, proved everyone wrong, and you know, one and three were pretty good early on, and um, and then yeah, Heat 15, I have said that I was having gate one, so... Sorry, well, you've rounded on high, the only five won the night, but you finished on a high, so onwards and upwards, folks, the next one. I'll come to Chris now. Chris, a little bit of a tough night for yourself. You said you're still trying to find this out, but what a team performance. Yeah, the team rode well. You know, everyone chipped in. Uh, so I think with losing the toss and having gates one and three helped us because we were going to go heat 15, so that was... Uh, that Don't was... give all the secrets away. We're on TV. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but no, the team rode well. I just need to find the quickest way around, so I'm slowly getting there, but hopefully we can find it soon. Yeah, it, is, but it was a fantastic race. Uh, you went up the inside of Louis Kerr there. You showed a lot of authority. You showed you wanted that win. Yeah, I needed to. I didn't say I've been riding yes, yes. a bit offensive, really. So uh, I needed to get a good race on them about, and I, I thought that was it. So hopefully that's my turning point. Well, it was a busy night on Monday for Speedway because uh, Wolverhampton were in action against the Ipswich Witches. And we'll touch soon on the Peterborough Panthers, who were taking on the Kingsland Stars. But first to Monmore Green, and it was Wolves who defeated Ipswich 49-41 in a tremendous Sports Insure Premiership contest at Monmore. Two late five ones, though, proving crucial. The home side led by just four points heading into Heat 13. But Rory Schlein produced a brilliant ride to come from the back against Jason Doyle and Emil Saifutinov and partner Sam Masters to a 5-1. Now Ryan Douglas and Zach Cook made the match safe with another Wolves 5-1 in the next race before Doyle and Saifutinov responded in the finale, the latter going from 4th to 2nd to leave the aggregate position potentially of interest when the sides meet at Foxhall next month. Wolves skipper Sam Masters scored 12, Rory Schlein on 10 plus 1 led the way for the home side whilst Doyle racked up 14 plus 1 for the witches, Saifutinov adding 9 plus 2. Well, we can hear now from one of the star men for the Wolverhampton Wolves is uh, Sam Masters speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Sam Masters 49-41 against Ipswich and that was another solid effort from the Wolves tonight. Yeah, that was a massive effort at the start of the night. We just said if we can get a win here against that strong team, especially around here, it was, uh, yeah, that was impressive. I was really happy with the boys. Everyone dug deep and done their job. So um, there's a nice crowd here too. I'm sure that Doyle and Emil brought a lot of them along but uh, yeah good effort. Ipswich known for a, a strong finish as well this season with Doyle and Emil as you're saying that Heat 13 really was a key moment four points up and you boys did a, a real battle and a big 5-1. Yeah for sure I, uh, I just sort of I knew it was a, a big race and I just pinned my ears back and uh, Rory done he was the hero of that race even though I might have won but uh, you know just to 5-1 to them guys I don't think that'll happen too often this year and um yeah, I was happy with that. You knew that was going to be the biggest test of the season so far, arguably, here at uh, Mama Green as well, but 100% record and, and great to keep that going. If we can keep that going, that's that's all what we always plan and then pick up points along the road. So uh, I love racing around here and uh, so does the rest of the boys. So if we can keep that going, I'll be happy and, um, you know, aim for the playoffs. And a crucial period coming up for the Paris International Wolves now. We're away at Bellevue next Monday dinner and then back here at Monmouth Green live on Eurosport next Monday. So a, a, a big day of action coming up. Yeah, another another tough meeting here. Uh, I know we give uh, Bellevue a bit of a spanking last time we are here, but they're not going to let that happen again. And uh, they're always tough at, at Bellevue. So, uh, yeah, big day. And uh, we should say happy birthday this week to Sam Masters as well, celebrating on uh, Tuesday. Now, the other star man was Rory Schlein. Always the question, has he still got it when he made that move back to British Speedway? I think we've firmly uh, decided that the answer is yes to that uh, after a great display against the Ipswich Witches and an epic performance against Emil Saifutinov and Jason Doyle in Heat 13 at Mummore on Monday night. Here is Ruboy with Mike Taylor from BBC Radio WM. Rory, that was one of the more memorable meetings seen here for a while. Yeah, uh, well, we, we knew what Ipswich were going to bring. You know, they got some pretty big heavy hitters and, you know, they've got a solid side, you know, right through uh, one to seven. And we had a meeting before, like we always do, and we knew what job we had to be, had to be done. And, um, you know, I think pretty much, you know, the plan we set out, you know, more or less went to a tee. So uh, happy with the win. You know, the lads battled hard. Um, it was going to be tough against people like Doyle and, and Emil. I mean, you've proved again how hard you're going to be to beat here this season. I mean, Ipswich look as strong a side as there is, and in the end, an eight-point win's a very good result. I think so. We, we ride Ipswich very well as well, so, yeah. you know, I think, you know, that they would, after Heat 15, they would be 
feeling like they've had a win there because you know we were we were riding really well and um, yeah, a bit, a bit unfortunate. You know, it just we could have nullified it if we just stayed where we were. But you know, we had to go for it. We were thinking about the bonus point, and uh, but that's racing, and and you shouldn't expect anything less. You know, against uh, you know people like like the top guys. Now that heat 13 must have got the on pulse racing a bit. Yeah, I don't think the heart rate's been that high for a long time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We, you know, the bike was working really well tonight and uh, making some better starts. And but yeah, 13 was was uh, was interesting. But you know, you, you race against someone like Doyley and Emil, like you, you have to, you have to race like that. Yeah. You know, they're going to give it as much as take it. So um, yeah, it, it must have looked good because it, it looked pretty good from where I was. I was just trying to duck and dive and go for gaps that, that were there. They challenge you to be your best, don't they? Well, they do well. You know, when you race against guys like they, they raise they, they raise your game. So you yeah, have to, because yeah, yeah. if you don't, you're going to be you know a million miles behind. So, um, but yeah, personally, it's great to, to be involved in races like that, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have, have a few more. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks now. You've got a lot of meetings in the next two, three weeks. You'd be a confident team going into them. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think, you know, we, we take one meeting at a time. Sure, you know, we yeah. don't, we, we're not looking past the next one. So, uh, double header, obviously, at Bellevue. Look, we had um, had a bit of a reality check there the other day. Uh, so, we sort of know what to expect. But Bellevue can be a funny place. You can go there and, and, and the track will be completely different. So, uh, but yeah, it was a reality check. So, we really got to be on, on top of our game when we go there, uh, Bank Holiday. And then the return leg here, so um, you know we know what we're capable of here. It's just them away legs. We got to you know push them harder, closer, and uh, you know their bonus points and some more away wins will come. Well, the thoughts now of the Ipswich team manager Richie Hawkins speaking to Ryan Guest after that clash. He's disappointed, but not too much. I'm not too disappointed. I thought we put in a, a decent performance. Um, first time here for obviously Keenan. Um, Emil's been here once before, a long time ago. So they picked up a lot of invaluable experience um, you know we might be later on in the year and you know in the playoffs and it maybe in the cup so uh, one more visit in the league as well so I think today you know I'm okay to start the season I'm more disappointed if it was later on in the year but I think uh, we've, we've put up a good showing and uh, yeah I'm, you know I'm fairly happy also been announced over this last week that Ipswich have signed Ben Barker on a 28-day deal to cover for the currently unwell Eric Riss. Now, Eric's health problems have been going on for a little while and have affected his racing for, for every club uh, right around uh, Europe where he's due to be uh, racing. And, of course, in the UK, that's with Ipswich and with Redcar in the Cab Direct Championship as well. Hayley Bromley on BSN managed to uh, catch up with uh, Eric and he gave an update on his current medical condition. I haven't been feeling well for about six or seven weeks now. Um, the first three and a half weeks, I didn't even have any clarity on what was going on or what was causing my symptoms. Um, it just started from one day to the other. I started to feel really foggy in the brain and I had blurred vision. And uh, at that point, I was still racing. And then it seemed to get worse. And uh, yeah, when I was on the bike, um, I just felt completely out of control. I felt like a passenger. Um, so. I had to make the decision to, you know, stop riding at that point and uh, seek medical help. Um, and yeah, for the first three and a half weeks, I didn't have any clarity on what was going on. I was left to believe that it was some sort of virus that was causing that, but it wasn't getting any better. Um, eventually, I seen an optician and uh, they discovered that my optic nerves are swollen, which uh, is the nerve that connects the, uh, the eye to the brain and that's causing those symptoms. Goodness, I mean, that sounds pretty awful. I mean, you still haven't had as much clarity as you would like on the situation, have you? I understand you're going to seek further medical attention sort of next week to try and pin down what's going on, and uh, hopefully that'll solve the problem for you. Yeah, so two, two and a half weeks ago, they, they discovered that, and then, um, you know, at least I knew what it was, and uh, I've seen a neurologist in Germany um, because... Um, you know this sort of uh, this sort of uh, swelling with the eyes, uh, with the optic nerve. Th- this is uh, a job for a neurologist. Um, so I went to Germany, seen a neurologist, and uh, they done a lumbar puncture on me um, to reduce the pressure in the head because that's that's eventually what's causing the nerves to swell. Um, too much pressure in the head, and a lumbar puncture released that pressure. So um, when I got that done. Um, 
I was told that I should be feeling better in a week, um, but it's been over a week now and I still haven't had any change in how I feel it. So, uh, yeah, I'm flying back to Germany uh, start of next week and um, going back to hospital for more treatment. Next to the East of England arena where the Peterborough Panthers finally got off the mark in the Sports Insure Premiership thanks to a 53-37 home win over Kings Lynn. The Panthers triumphed for the first time in seven league outings this season with reserve Ben Cook outstanding as he piled up 16 plus two bonus points from a seven-ride schedule. Guest number one, Dan Bewley, contributed 12 plus one for the home side who even threatened a late charge for the aggregate points which the Stars eventually held on to thanks to an excellent performance from Michael Palm Toft on his old track. Toft scored 13 from six rides for the visitors but lacked support as their struggles on the road as a team continued. Well let's hear now from top scorer for the Peterborough Panthers then uh, Ben Cook speaking to Mike Boswell. Looks as if you're enjoying this evening. How's it been for you so far? Yeah so far so good. Uh, It's finally good to be back here and doing some laps. It's we're only working it out. I think it's been five weeks since we've been here. So, um, yeah, we're still learning the uh, home track. And, um, yeah, tonight's been good. And sort of out there, you know, really leading from the front, is it? Is it that you've got your setup ready for Peterborough tonight or is it just luck? Oh, it's not luck. I mean, yeah, no, it's if the bike's working good. Uh, I'm making starts and that's what you need to win races. So, yeah, everything's going good. Um, couple more to go hopefully and uh, see what see what happens and of course leading at the moment team spirit seems to be a little bit up tonight as well yeah it's definitely a bit better uh we haven't been off to a good start this season so um we've kind of you know thought of it as a reset tonight and um need to get a win on the board and so far it's it's looking okay we can also hear now then from the Peterborough co-promoter Carl Johnson, who's also been speaking to Mike Boswell after his side's first win of the season. What a phenomenal win for the Peterborough Panthers this evening. Turnaround really in fortunes for the, for the boys. Yeah, it was obviously, you know, we've, we've had a, a tough start to the season, um, which everybody knows, you know, the riders have been a bit down and bringing Dan tonight at number one and, and it just shows bringing in a natural number one like him and, and what you can do it, it just lifts the team and, and I think that showed through throughout the one to seven tonight obviously no Richie tonight but the boys you know the boys rode their hearts out tonight they wanted this tonight and obviously local derby which was massive for us and yeah the, you know the performance was spot on from everyone you know there wasn't really anybody that let us down tonight which is um, you know you know good good for the boys obviously gives them a good lift going into um, the next meetings and, and, and fingers crossed for, for next Monday back here we can you know we can do it again and of course you know it doesn't really help having five weeks off from not being on the circuit but the likes of Ben Cook in reserves really did provide some powerful punch to the, the engine room tonight yeah you know Cookie's been steady all season and and, and, and coming in we knew when he get when he when he gets dialed into this place he's going to be super fast and he showed that tonight you know he was he was so quick tonight and and that's what you want somebody at reserve that can that can go in there and get your double figures and and be a match winner and and tonight he was along with obviously Dan um, you know they they was they was tremendous to, together and you know like I say the whole team put an effort in tonight and um, you know and it was good to see it and, and the boys were riding with a smile on their face which we haven't seen all season and. We, we know in Speedway, you know, if you're not happy riding your bike, you know, it, it shows. And, and tonight, like I say, smile on the face and it was a completely different team. And sort of, you know, obviously uh, we're still in that guest situation for the Panthers at the moment. How long is this going to go on? Or, you know, how long is a piece of string at the moment, I suppose? Yeah, well, hopefully, um, you know, we've, we've spoken to riders and hopefully we can um, announce something certainly in the next week. You know, we're, we're looking at getting somebody in place for Monday whether that's going to be too early or not we'll have to wait and see but um, yeah there's, there's, there will be somebody coming in um, you know we're just uh, having to, to wait to announce it so brighter times potentially ahead for the Peterborough Panthers it's still relatively early days yet and it's not beyond the pale that they could make a comeback and get themselves into the playoff reckoning at this stage let's wait and see let's hear from the story on the other side of the fence though a disappointing night on the road for the Kingsland Stars team manager Alex Brady yeah we um, we kept we matched them for the first four heats and but for a couple of silly little mistakes we, we probably wouldn't have been lead at that point but 
from the first strike grade from heats five to seven, we, we really let ourselves uh, let ourselves down, unfortunately. And then, as you mentioned, Peterborough came on really strong in the sort of back back third of the meet, especially. And yeah, lucky to hold on in the end for the aggregate bonus points. So not the biggest disaster in the world to take one from here, but obviously we came to take came to take all three, and yeah, disappointed we didn't. Yeah, and of course, as you say, you had that 18-point kind of lead. But looking at down the team, obviously there there's a few scores there which. Uh, obviously uh, didn't help as such but one score that stands out Michael Palmtoff this evening just totally different league yeah he was excellent tonight and obviously but for um, thinking he saw a red light in heat four I'm, I'm sure he got a couple more points from there on as well so disappointing um, overall in uh, sort of the one to seven but yeah the stand-up performance tonight was uh, was tofty and you know Fred chipped in an important couple as well so overall a disappointing night but yeah Tofty's, Tofty's performance is something we can take forward from here and on to Sheffield on Thursday hopefully we can uh, try and redeem ourselves a bit up there and obviously Sheffield another big track a bit like Peterborough what have you told the lads what are you looking for from them obviously apart from a win yeah of course we you know a lot of this um, in speed at the moment is making starts and you know some a couple of genuine passes tonight but we weren't good enough from the gate so that'll be the message to make sure that we um, make sure that we gate um, and make sure that we you know are, you know strong and aggressive and, and brave and that's all I want from the boys and yeah, if we can do that up Sheffield, we'll give ourselves a, a fighting chance. It's a, it's a really, really tough place to go there, an incredible side. But, um, you know, we're, we're a good side too when we, when we want to be. So, Thursday night, hopefully we can, as I say, redeem ourselves a bit. Undoubtedly, the Kingsland stars um, under par because in no small part that uh, their captain, Josh Pickering, still remains on the sidelines. He was hoping to be back by now, but uh, failed his late fitness bid. Let's get an update from Josh himself and see how far he is before returning back to the shale. Yeah, I'm um, not quite there yet, mate. We had a bit of a chat with with Alex over the weekend. We made the decision not to ride tonight just to give myself a few more days rest. Um, we're going to go again on, we're going to try on Thursday, I think. So we'll uh, be Thursday, Sheffield, Friday, Edinburgh, and then uh, Saturday in Poland. So straight back into it. And sort of, you know, is it is it a case you're going to have to be out with your arms strapped up or is it just growing the strength in it? Yeah, growing the strength in it, mate. Um, just recovery from a broken bone, a couple of torn tendons. You, there's not much you can do. So, um, yeah, I can, I can only do what I can. I've had to wait and be patient for my arm to recover and um, I feel like I'm in a position now where I can race. But just very quickly, you are. It's, even though you're not racing, you're out there helping the boys as well, I've seen tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I haven't been to any matches as yet, but um, I've come along tonight and I've, I've enjoyed being here. I just wish I would be out helping them. Yeah, good luck to uh, Josh Pickering there. Everybody wants to see him out on the track as, as soon as possible, not least uh, for his Sports Insure Premiership side, the Kingsland Stars, but also for Edinburgh as well in the Cab Direct Championship. Uh, Bellevue were not riding on Monday. Obviously, uh, one or two of the riders were involved in those fixtures. Tom Brennan and Dan Bewley certainly were. Looking back to last week, though, just to mention that uh, the Bellevue Aces are out of the Sports Insure Premiership Knockout Cup after an aggregate defeat to Wolverhampton. The damage really was done in that first leg over the Easter Bank holiday when uh, Bellevue suffered a 26-point defeat. Uh, it was a strong performance in the return fixture, uh, but uh, they fell short by eight points overall. So Wolverhampton will uh, face Sheffield in the semi-final of the Knockout Cup uh, very soon. Looking ahead to the week ahead, Sports Insure Premiership leaders Bellevue are back in action, though, on Bank Holiday Monday, and it's a traditional home-and-away double over the Wolverhampton Wolves. The evening fixture at Monmore Green will be live on Eurosport and Discovery Plus as well. Sheffield finally returned to Ollerton on Thursday, as we just mentioned, as they host Kings Lynn, the last side they faced at Ollerton was Kings Lynn. So uh, a little bit like uh, deja vu, but uh, they're back in action nonetheless. And Ipswich look to bounce back from Monday's defeat at Wolves with a home clash with Leicester on Thursday at Foxhall. The Lions then race at Peterborough on Bank Holiday Monday. So that's how the week ahead looks uh, in uh, the Sports Insure Premiership. In the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we will move to our feature interview, and that is a catch-up with Luke Becker. He was uh, on on the way from um, a medical checkup and a bit of physiotherapy, uh, heading over to the airport to jet back to Poland. So we, we caught him on the way, and he can give us an update on his fitness situation and uh, exactly just how big a job this has been to get his uh, leg back uh, back in any sort of fit shape. It uh, certainly was a lot worse than I thought it was. So uh, that's all on the way in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, speaking to Luke Becker. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to this part of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. And now to speak to one of the more talked about riders of this season so far, even though he has yet to ride for his team. Uh, Luke Becker was all geared up to join the Wolverhampton Wolves once again, as he has done for the last few years. In fact, rode in Sam Masters' testimonial, and that really was as far as he got. He suffered a broken leg in a crash in Slovakia uh, before the start of the British season, um, suffering a a broken leg and, and much more as well, and has been battling back from that ever since. Now, there has been talk, Luke, that you would be back by now but you haven't quite made it yet um welcome to the podcast first of all and and can you give us an update on the injury situation and how far away we are from from seeing you back on a bike in the uk um you know the plan from a few weeks back was to be back last night um of course that didn't go to plan but um you know i'm feeling good every every couple days i feel like i'm making really good progress um you know i'm able to put a decent amount of weight on it right now which is uh that's the biggest thing because of course you know riding speedway bike i need to be able to put a lot of weight on that right peg um i ended up having a i had a skid on last even just being in the pits sitting on the bike and having my boot i had a special tape job done by my the physio guy i've been going to over there and um having it really tight and secure in the boot i felt felt really I felt great, really. Um, sitting on the bike, I thought I thought I'd be, you know, having no issues on the track, and then it wasn't until I actually got out there. I think a, you know, combination of the vibration with the bike and um, even just the smallest little bumps on the track felt like felt like a, you know, I was hitting a whoop section on a dirt bike or something like that. So it was pretty painful. So I wasn't expecting it, but um, you know, it is still early days. Uh, I'm not not really meant to, you know, be fully back or or fully comfortable yet but um yeah like i said I'm, I'm making progress i'm feeling good i'm you know doing everything i possibly can and and um my control to do as much physiotherapy and as much treatment as i can do and um just trying to get it back to normal but um yeah i'm hoping uh i rode like i said last friday and i was hoping to take another week off and and uh see if i can get back for my gp qualifier that's on saturday that's my uh my main goal right now I think if most of us broke our legs in that way, the last thing we would be doing would be trying to immediately go and do the thing that got us in that situation. But that's the life of a speedway rider. What are the conversations <laughs> like with the doctors? Are they understanding towards speedway, the fact that you are desperate to get back on a bike again with no brakes to potentially go and do something dangerous again with a with a leg that's only just healed him? How, how does that sort of conversation go? Yeah, exactly. Uh, l- luckily, the the guy that I'm going to in Poland, he's uh, he's dealt a lot with uh, a lot of many different speedway riders and different athletes. So he's kind of, you know, he knows that it's kind of a push, push, you know, situation and trying to get back as soon as possible, which he understands. Um, of course, he, uh, um, you know, to a certain limit, he, he'll advise me to do certain things. And yeah, he's been, you know, pretty easy to work with, but I ended up having... It's been five over five weeks now from when the operation actually was. So I had some checkup X-rays just a little less than a week ago, and went and seen him, and he said the bone's healing, um, in the in the proper place and where where it needs to be, and and is looking really good and basically fully healed. So that's you know that's a good peace of mind. But even with that being said, that doesn't mean I have a full movement back or full weight bearing yet. Um, it, it was 
a lot of people don't know is a combination of just my fibula bone that was broken that had the fracture on the side of my leg, but my two main ankle bones were separated as well. So he ended up just kind of two operations in one. He had to actually put a drill a hole through both of my two ankle bones and, and do a special kind of rope that would uh, tighten it where it bring the ankle bones back together. So that was kind of the biggest pain part of it. I didn't really feel much pain on the actual fibula, the smaller bone on the side of my leg that has a plate in it. There's more of the, the ankle bones. That's the main concern, but yeah, no, he, he, he's been awesome to work with. Um, you know, I'm doing everything, like, like I said, in my favor to get back, but don't want to push the limit. And the meeting you're targeting to make your return in is um, Grand Prix qualifier in Slovakia at Zarnovica, which is the same track that you had this crash that got you into this position in the first place. So are you are you sort of nervous about heading back to this location uh, or is it sort of uh, good to, to crack on there and, and, and put it in the past? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it, it, not, not honestly, I'm not even thinking about that. Um, if it was something that was kind of, you know, my air on the track and something that, you know, I, that was caused by me, it'd be kind of different. Um, it was kind of a different racing incident that wasn't necessarily my fault, which, you know, that, that makes things differently going back down, not, you know, being scared of the track or anything of that sort. So that's, that's not really on my mind, but, um, yeah, of course, many people have been reminding me of it. <laughs> And a big meeting to come back to. I mean, this is not just a run-of-the-mill league meeting. This is a Grand Prix qualifying round with Grand Prix riders in it. So big, big meeting. Um, you're in there alongside Martin Vastulik, Robert Lambert, Max Frick, um, just some of the names in the starting order for this uh, th- this qualifying round. How have you been preparing for that? You know, not just coming back to Speedway, but preparing to come back in, in such a big meeting. Yeah, well, I've been doing, um, I have a good physio, separate guy that I go to, uh, that I've been going to in Poland. So I've been doing that every day. I, I do about three hour sessions every day during the week. So that um, is, I, I feel that's been helping me a lot and getting the movements back. And just, uh, he's got a lot of different machinery too that helps with uh, different things as far as stimulating the muscles and lots of different uh, therapies that he that he has. So I've, uh, of course, been doing that every day. Been doing a, a lot of cycling within the past two weeks. A lot of just riding around on a mountain bike. That seems trying to get the swelling down after doing the exercises. So I'm, I'm doing everything that they've, you know, that they've suggested. Um, so I'm not really much else I can do, but trying to just do as much as I can, but not overdo it because they made it, you know, big point that if I do too much, it could end up, you know, kind of pushing me backwards. And you know, of course, we don't want that, but. Um, yeah, I'm just I was trying to at least get a meeting or two under my belt before going into the GP qualifier. And it's yeah, like you said, one of the biggest races of the year for me. So I was hoping to be back at Wolves on Monday, and we we're meant to have a league match in Poland on last Saturday, but that got postponed. So I was I was wanting to do those just to you know kind of trying to keep positive and uh, trying to go and do it with a clear head, um, not think about the injury as much as I possibly can, and kind of just. Uh, go back and do my best to act like nothing's happened <laughs> um on the subject of wolves um you will have been watching from the sidelines and i'm sure it's been frustrating doing that but they've done a pretty good job in covering for you uh certainly with you know scott nichols has done quite a few meetings and, and one or two others have, have chipped in as well so you must be pretty pleased with how things have turned out for wolves watching as a wolves rider and i'm sure as a wolves fan as well with um you know you've got to get a match in hand on bellevue win that and you would be level on points at the top so currently second in the sports insure premiership it's uh, has actually turned out to be still a, a good start to the season for wolves so far no, hundred percent. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've people that know me. I definitely, you know, keep up to date and and watch a, a lot of Speedway, as as a lot of people know. But I've I've been following everything, and yeah, Scotty's been a you know a great feeling. He's been doing absolutely great for the team, which is awesome to see. You know, as, of course, I want to be out there and uh, doing my part, but for them to for them to have somebody that's came in and and did a, did an awesome job is uh you know makes me feel better and. Um, of course that's, you know, it looks like it's kind of come to an end. He's got other commitments and things like that. So, uh, it's probably a little bit more of a, you know, a push to, to get back out there, but yeah, the rules have kind of made it a bit interesting. Um, 
you know, it's kind of hard to say. It's it's kind of up and down, really. There's things that I kind of don't agree with and, and see the side on other things. But, you know, that's that's all part of it. And um, hopefully if I'm back by Monday, then we don't have to worry about that anymore. And so that's that's the aim then. Hopefully you get through that Grand Prix qualifier at the weekend and then you're targeting your return for Wolves home and away on Monday in that bank holiday doubleheader. Yeah, yeah, I'm planning to be back for that doubleheader. So we're, we'll see how I'm feeling. Of course, like we've been talking about, I have that GP qualifier on Saturday and then there's even a league match in Poland for Zelina Gora on the Sunday. So it's going to be, you know, four, four meetings in three days. Yeah, we'll just kind of have to play it by ear and see how it goes. Well, it's certainly a busy weekend. If it all goes well on Saturday, then you're certainly going to be not short of Speedway and, and playing catch-up. Um, and then looking at Bank Holiday Monday, that traditional fixture between uh, Wolves and Bellevue, where you're going to be racing at the National Speedway Stadium at lunchtime and then hot-footing it back and getting back on the track again in the evening uh, to take on Bellevue in that second leg. Obviously, the first leg of this home and away didn't happen the last Bank Holiday at Easter, but the second leg did it was rain affected but it was really the turning point for Bellevue they took a massive hammering at the hands of Wolves and since then I think uh, Bellevue unbeaten uh, in all competitions yeah no especially you know looking at a team with the lineup as Bellevue has it's uh, I bet you know I can almost guarantee nobody expected that which is you know cool to see that we have that you know strength and depth in the team and um, you know performances like that and of course doing that at home you know we have a all the boys seem to have have wolves dialed in now, and it's a you know a good home track advantage. So that was that was awesome to watch. Um, yeah, and then a big eye eye opener as well. On a different note, um, obviously you're trying to get yourself into the the Grand Prix series, and, and obviously good luck with that. But um, it was it was great to see um, American Speedway back in the headlines at the start of the year with the the, the USA versus the rest of the world meeting that um, many people saw. Uh, in this country and around the world, indeed, and um, you know, obviously an eye opener for many, but but good to see a, a USA team maybe reforming, and who knows, maybe a Grand Prix could be heading to the United States at some point uh, in in the near future. We'll, we'll wait and see, but I know that it's got to be one of the one of the aims. Greg Hancock has certainly not held back in you know invoicing his support for for such a thing, and I imagine you would. Uh, You'd be fully behind that, uh, you know, America getting back to to where they were in the eighties and nineties as a force. Yeah, exactly. No, it was that that even meeting that you're talking about beginning of the year. That was, you know, that, that was nothing but a bonus for American Speedway. You know, we don't um don't of course haven't had many meetings like that with the kind of lineups that were there. So it was cool to see, and um, hopefully that's something that we can do. You know, every every year and and be something that's in the off season where the where riders like me are home and um, other riders are, are available. So that, that was nothing but a plus for American Speedway. And, um, yeah, it's cool to see the talks that they're trying to get a Grand Prix back in America. Um, I know there's a lot of different things uh, behind the scenes that it takes to make that happen. So I'm hoping all that plays out and um, that can be something that, you know, that does actually take part because that will be nothing but a plus, but not even for American Speedway, but I think for everywhere around the world, you know, having – um, having bigger events like this spread out, you know, it makes it kind of a, it kind of changes it up a little bit. You know, tracks in America are definitely a lot smaller than the than ones over here. So having a, just a more wide variety of different kinds of tracks and um, things of that sort, I think, you know, spices it up a little bit, makes it more exciting. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that all goes forward and um, that that would be awesome to see. Absolutely. Well, look. Thanks for joining us, Luke. Great to hear from you and and all the best with the recovery and your busy schedule this coming weekend. And hopefully we're going to see you in action soon. It must be hugely frustrating for you, though, because, you know, you were going great at the start of the season. I'm sure you had a lot of plans and a lot of effort goes in that close season. And then for it all just to come to a shuddering halt like that before really the season got underway in that, you know, that first week must be hugely frustrating for you. But um, on the road to recovery now. Yeah, no, it's definitely not what we're planning for what was uh on the agenda but you know i've been pretty i've been racing in in the european scene for um you know this would be my fourth season so three seasons without any major injuries or um, even many crashes really i've been uh pretty lucky to say the least so 
um not not want to say I was I was due for one but um yeah definitely having it at the start of the season when things are just kicking off wasn't wasn't ideal but um you know it's all part of racing that's you know we're going out there we're we know that that risk is on the line and um you know I guess it's just going to be how we bounce back from it Okay, well, thanks for joining us. I know that you're in uh, in a hurry and you're heading back to Poland uh, now and you've got uh, some busy days ahead, but hopefully it all goes well at the weekend and hopefully we'll see you back in that uh, Wolves race suit on Monday. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be there. That's the plan. Fingers crossed. Luke Becker of the Wolverhampton Wolves on No Breaks, No Fear and aiming to be back in action on Bank Holiday Monday as the Wolverhampton Wolves take on the Bellevue Aces uh, both uh, away and at home on Bank Holiday Monday in the Sports Insure Premiership. And that fixture, of course, will be lunchtime at uh, the National Speedway Stadium, 12 o'clock start there and the return in the evening, 8 o'clock at Monmore Green. And uh, maybe you can get yourself down there as well. If not, uh, that fixture between Wolves and Bellevue will be on Eurosport next Monday night for the Sports Insure Premiership coverage on TV. In the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we'll round up all the other stuff that's been happening, including what's happening in the BSN series in the Cab Direct Championship. We now know the two finalists. It'll be the Pool Pirates and the Glasgow Tigers. We'll hear it from both sides and have a look at what's coming up across the whole of British Speedway over the next seven days and where you can head to watch some Speedway near where you are. Coming up in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So in this part, then, we'll have a look back at what's been happening over the last week in the Cab Direct Championship and in the National Development League as well, and looking forward to what's coming up over the Bank Holiday weekend and beyond. And starting in the Cab Direct Championship and the BSN Series, where it's been confirmed the two teams are going to battle it out in the final for the BSN Series. Glasgow Tigers completed the job of defeating Scunthorpe in the semi-finals. They'll now take on Poole in that grand final. The Tigers were 46-44 winners in the away leg before racing to a 55-35 victory on their own Ashfield track. Boss Cammy Brown reserves special praise for the youngest member of the side, Ace Piper. We've actually done really well. I'm really pleased and special mention to young Ace Piper tonight. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, Ace has done really well tonight. We had him down in the booth. We've had a bit of a chat with him and he's, uh, you know, his confidence has just grown and grown throughout the, throughout the meeting and throughout the season. Yeah. But again, it goes back to the, the philosophy that you know everybody contributes again, and um, we all did that. Uh, they all did that, and I'm really pleased with them. Well, as for Scunthorpe, the Scunthorpe boss Dave Pete admitted he had an eye on the future Cab Direct Championship trip to Glasgow after progression to the BSN Series final was put out of his side's reach around about heat ten. Here he is speaking to Greg Blair from BSN. No, I mean uh, strong team Glasgow. You know, I mean t- to be fair, we don't really travel well up here anyway. But we came to try and give it a go. Um, from eight six, it was just one-way traffic, and then when we got to eight ten. I mean, we're back in here in four weeks' time, so it was pointless making any changes. Give the lads some track time, try and get get a bit the setups right, and one thing or another. And we didn't do too bad in the last four races, really. So there's Dave Pete from the Scunthorpe Scorpions. It was a great performance, though, from Ryan Douglas for Scunthorpe, who was almost unbeaten, finished with 14 points. He was leading Heat 13, but Chris Harris was absolutely not standing for uh, for Ryan Douglas getting uh, a maximum around Ashfield on Friday night and pipped him to the post for a tremendous race to uh, achieve that win for Bomber. But for Ryan Douglas, 14 points on the road, and he's having a great season so far, and he's been talking about that fixture with uh, Greg Blair at BSN. Yeah, exactly. It was a good one for me, and it'd be nice to get a max. And uh, yeah, Bomber had that move in 13, and I probably should have changed set up for that one, but he definitely made me want to change something, and uh, yeah, changed 15, and it was awesome. So um, yeah, happy with tonight. It's, obviously, it's a bit of a downer with the, the team not having the best night. Uh, I think we could have run a bit closer, but yeah, Glasgow, a strong team here, and they're yeah, hard to beat. And when we spoke to Dave Pete just after uh, Heat 14 there, when he was giving us the picks for 15. You look at towards the end of the meeting, guys were changing setups. You'd be figuring out the track. You're back here for the league in four four weeks' time, I think it is. 
that must be a little bit of a confidence booster for you is coming back to that one. Yeah, I think I don't think we can do much worse. Um, and, you know, we want, want to keep that closer because obviously it's aggregate as well this year with the, with the home and away. So we'll definitely be looking to keep it a lot closer and give us a chance that Scunthorpe get the bonus point. And that's exactly it. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going down, you might as well learn something while you're there. But um, all in all for you tonight, it's been a, a decent night. And uh, when, when will you, when's your next meeting for you? You'll be uh, Premiership, is it Monday? I uh, polling on Sunday, so fly out tomorrow. And then, yeah, Sunday polling and back at Wolves Monday. So it's a busy time, but when you're riding well, it's, uh, it's definitely enjoyable. And he's certainly riding well at the moment, isn't he? Ryan Douglas there speaking to Greg Blair on BSN on Friday night. On Saturday, it was the turn of the Pool Pirates and the Red Car Bears. And it was another strong performance from the Pirates to reach the BSN Series final with a bigger win in the away leg than the one they managed at Wimborne Road. The Pirates have now made the final of every competition they've entered since moving to the championship level in 2021 and maintain that record with a 52-38 win on Teesside for a 20-point aggregate triumph. Here we can hear now from the co-manager of the uh, Pool Pirates, who looks after all the Northern meetings, of course, Gary Havelock, speaking with Hayley Bromley. Since we've dropped back down to this league, um, um, we've won everything we've entered, so, uh, you know, we, that's our intention at the start of the season, is to win everything that we go for. And um, you can't always win, but, um, you know, we certainly, uh, we certainly always uh, give it a go. Absolutely, and I've got to say, it's fantastic to see you up and about, because uh, over the winter you had some rather extensive surgery done uh, with the help of the Speed Riders Benevolent Fund. Uh, just tell us how you've been doing. Um, yeah, well, first it was really weird, because the operation was to um, try and uh, give me le- get me less pain, and um, actually, after the operation, I was in more pain, and uh, I was thinking, oh my God, what's going on here, and... Um, but over the days and the weeks, it's um, it's de- it's definitely got um, got better slowly, and um, you know, hopefully now um, we we'll see some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Gavin, it's not been the night for the Red Car boys. Uh, loss at home on the night, loss on aggregate. More positives still to take from this meeting? Yeah, I don't think we've really. To be fair, we haven't got many positives to take. Um, we, we thought we'd done the really hard work down at uh, Pool on Wednesday, but no, they've just been far better. They've been better at the start. Um, and yeah, we've, we've got no real complaints at the end of the day. We're beaten on the night by a better side. There's Gavin Parr, the team manager of the Red Car Bears. And for Red Car, another big uh, meeting coming up this week, back in Cup action, the Knockout Cup this time in the Cab Direct Championship as the uh, Red Car Bears take on the Glasgow Tigers at the Echo Arena on Friday night, which shall be a cracker. As for the BSN Series final, the dates have been confirmed there. And uh, the first leg will take place at Ashfield in Glasgow as the Glasgow Tigers host the Pool Pirates in the first leg, June the 30th will be the date for that one and then uh, just um, the next week on the Wednesday the 5th of July will be the second leg back at Wimborne Road Pool versus Glasgow 5th of July so 30th of June for the first leg at Glasgow 5th of July for the second leg uh, at uh, Wimborne Road which should set up a, a grandstand finish if they can keep it tight in the first leg, of course, of course, Glasgow will want to go to Wimborne Road with as big a lead as possible, but it's uh, got all the makings of a classic, you uh, have to say, and, and certainly we hope that's going to be the case. Elsewhere, Edinburgh gave their season a major boost with a thumping 54-36 away win at Birmingham in the Cab Direct Championship. The Monarchs put on a dominant display at Perry Bar, led by stand-in skipper Craig Cook with 14 points from five rides. Paco Castagna added 10 plus one bonus on his old home track as the visitors provided all but four of the race wins, three of them coming from Brummies number one, Nick Morris who scored 13 points as the host failed to build on their win at Plymouth one night earlier. Well soon we'll hear from the Birmingham boss Lawrence Rogers, but first top scorer for the Edinburgh Monarchs Craig Cook, chatting to Ryan Guest After the, the disappointment of losing at home to, to Red Car last Friday that's certainly some response here at Birmingham Yeah, um, all the boys they all chipped in tonight um, It looked like a team that wanted to win you know, in the past few weeks, you know, there's been that hesitant, uh, you know, from the riders and they just seem to be hesitant on the bike. So um, today you could see that, that commitment, that aggression and that passion, that will to win. So credit to all the boys. They've all done extremely well and uh, it's great to get uh, a win away from home. Does that make it even more impressive that you've come and pulled off a result like that, particularly because of how the season has started for the Monarchs? Um... Not really. We know we know the boys are capable of doing it, but 
you know, it's just a lack of confidence. And, you know, a lot of these other teams, they've got riders throughout the teams that are riding both leagues, it's all sorts of different leagues. Every ride, just about all our riders in our team, you know, including myself, has done very little this year. So um, that's probably got something to do with it. But um, we seem to be in getting in the flow of things now. If anything, it's to go by by tonight. So, yeah, um, hopefully carry some momentum into the next meetings and... Uh, and beyond for the rest of the season. And it'll be a, a massive boost for you as well when Josh Pickering's back in the saddle. Yeah, it's great to have, be good to have Josh back and then uh, save me a job tossing the coin. <laughs> yeah. um, for yourself, though, you, you've touched upon obviously only racing in, in the championship so far. To say that that is all you've been doing in, in terms of uh, bike and track time, more, more than happy with, with how your own individual season's got going? Not really. You know, I've not felt great on the bike. Um, leading into tonight, we changed a few things and, and from the, my first heat tonight, I felt good. Um, it was nice to feel like my old self tonight. You can probably see from the riding, the way I've ridden tonight, I probably look more like my old self than I have done in the past uh, uh, months or even the last year, you know. So uh, I'm really happy, you know, I'm chuffed a bit. Not just about the result, but to be back to somewhat near my old self, riding with that commitment and that passion and um, that aggression um, and also the confidence. You know, once you get that confidence back, you know, everything just falls into place. So, yeah, I'm uh, extremely happy with the way I've performed tonight, the way that the bike's performed. And, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, it's just great to feel like a little bit like my old self again. Yeah, and uh, only uh, in terms of only having that team spot with Edinburgh, is that something you, you are hoping that, that, that will change if you keep performing how you are in the championship? Or are you, are you happy with, with the way your schedule and your racing is at the minute? We've had a couple of offers, you know, but it's a long way from home. So, um you know, I'm not. I'm not going to, to to commit to to doing something. You know, if it's going to put a lot of strain on me and not and, and cost me money to do it, you know, not make any money. So, at the end of the day, this is my job, and you know, I'm not going to put a lot of effort, commitment. You know, but, but having a employing a full time mechanic. You know, more bikes and, and, and more wear and tear to, to to travel the lengths of the country for to make nothing. So, yeah. Um, We'll wait and see. Something comes a little bit closer to home. We'll, uh, we'll wait and see what happens. That's Craig Cook in conversation with Ryan Guest. Well, what about Lawrence Rogers, the team boss at the Birmingham Brummies? Well, 24 hours is a long time in Speedway, isn't it? A big win away at Plymouth and then a big defeat at home against the Edinburgh Monarchs. Here is Lawrence Rogers with Ryan Guest. Well, Lawrence, after the, the high of getting the first uh, victory of the season away at Plymouth on Tuesday night, to, to then lose by 18 points at home 24 hours later, just how disappointing is that? Oh, very. You know, uh, we were on a high coming back from Plymouth. Uh, it, it just didn't happen for us tonight. Just didn't happen. Edinburgh got 11 race winners as well uh, on, in any home meeting. That's, that's not good enough, is it? Uh, not at all, mate. No, you know, we, we were struggling. We had a few bike problems in the Heat 10, which uh, knocked a 5 1 to us in, into, a, you know, into a 1 5 in the end. But, uh, you know, that's not the excuse. Um, we just weren't firing. Can you put it down to, to anything in particular? Maybe tiredness from Plymouth last night. Who knows? But it just wasn't us um, the way we can ride. Obviously, without Stefan Nielsen, that, that was a, a blow um, because obviously needing to, to use RR in a, a meeting where James Wright was coming back for, for his first meeting as well. You you could vi- visibly see he wasn't he wasn't anywhere near a hundred percent fit. But just explain it from from the situation because essentially he was he was forced into into declaring himself fit, wasn't he? He was, yeah, because his twenty eight day facility ran out yesterday when we used Paco at. Uh, at uh, Plymouth, we wouldn't have a proper facility today. The only way we could have done it really was uh, you know, road replacement up to 75% of his average, and that wouldn't have worked. Like you say, it's it's very disappointing, especially with it being the, the, the first league fixture of the season, but with uh, with Stefan sidelined with, with broken metatarsals, James Wright, like I say, not, not 100% fit. Is this two-and-a-half-week gap, I think it is now, for, for the team just coming at the right time, perhaps? It is, yeah. You know, we'll get everything sorted. Um, you know, James will be sore tomorrow, so but, you know, he'll come back in June uh, completely different I think there how long Stefan's going to be out we don't know and uh, therefore we've got to think what we're going to do to cover him
Oxford, we haven't mentioned, but Oxford star Cameron Heaps has been voted Rider of the Night in last Wednesday's BSN series group match win over Plymouth. Uh, he is in his second season now at Cowley and looking to offer strong support to the Cheetahs' powerful Heat leader trio. He himself said, every meeting is one I want to win, so job done there. Overall, a decent night for me and a good win for the boys. Looking at the week ahead then in the Cab Direct Championship, defending champions Pool race their opening Cab Direct Championship fixture at home to Scunthorpe. Thorpe on Wednesday. They will be without Richard Lawson who sustained uh, an injury on Monday night racing for Leicester which you may have seen on Eurosports. He's uh, been kept in hospital for observation. No broken bones but looks like some bruising to the lungs or, or something along those lines. So He's out of action at this moment in time for Poole. Um, they have Justin Sedgman stepping in, uh, by the way, to cover for him. The Scorpions travel to Edinburgh on Friday. And uh, the Edinburgh Monarchs, currently top of the early table on points difference. Redcar and Glasgow race their knockout cup quarterfinal on Friday at the Echo Arena and Tuesday back at Ashfield. And the knockout cup semi-final between Oxford and Poole takes place over 24 hours, starting at Cowley next Tuesday, and then all back at uh, Wimborne Road on the Wednesday. So that's a look at the picture in the Cab Direct Championship. And in the National Development League, well, um, it's uh, home comfort for the Chargers, the question from Oxford boss Peter Schroke, who's looking forward to getting back to Cowley after the Chargers were beset by problems in visits to Bellevue and Mildenhall. Uh, they uh, host the Colts in a reverse fixture on Wednesday after an impressive win over Leicester in their last home outing and Peter Troke said we can't allow what happened in our two away fixtures to affect us and the response and vibe in the camp since our trip to Mildenhall has really encouraged me now, the Berwick Bullets had a tough old weekend. Kevin Little, the Berwick Bullets coach, said the attitude within the camp was a major factor to take out of a tough weekend against Workington. The Bullets' misfortune continued with injuries and mechanical problems, but they still put on a good showing at Northside, where they came close to forcing a last heat decider, with Connor Coles and Jamie Halder receiving special praise for burning the midnight oil to resolve their bike problems. Workington topped the early National Development League table, after those home-and-away wins over Berwick last weekend. But the Comets also have three riders nursing injuries following an eventful couple of days. Luke Krang, the the skipper, has got a torn quad muscle and aims to be back in a couple of weeks. Kelsey Dugard suffered a high-speed crash on Sunday but escaped with nerve damage to his right arm. Meanwhile, youngster Luke Harrison made his comeback from a broken shoulder in the home clash with the Bullets and took four rides but needs a little longer to be fully race fit yet. Looking at the week ahead, Bell you've got a busy week of NDL action as they travel to Oxford on Wednesday in a strong position for the aggregate point and then host Mildenhall on Friday. Champions Leicester are back at home on Saturday when they face Kent. Workington have a host of talented youngsters on show at Northside on Sunday as they stage the British Under-21 qualifier with six places up for grabs in the final which will take place in July at Glasgow. So that's the picture from the National Development League. And we'll finish off by running through all of the fixtures for the week ahead, day by day. So Wednesday, May 24th, Cab Direct Championship, Pool Pirates versus Scunthorpe Scorpions at 7.30. National Development League, it's Oxford versus Bellevue. And uh, Bellevue have uh, quite a lead there uh, overall on the aggregate. So lots to ride for there for, uh, for both sides. Thursday, back to the Sports Insure Premiership. It's the Ipswich Witches versus the the Leicester Lions and Sheffield Tigers versus the Kingsland Stars, both starting at 7.30. Friday in the Cab Direct Championship, it's the Edinburgh Monarchs versus the Scunthorpe Scorpions. We've got the Championship Knockout Cup quarterfinal first leg, Redcar Bears versus the Glasgow Tigers. And the National Development League, it's uh, the Bellevue Colts versus the Mildenhall Fen Tigers on Friday. All of those fixtures starting at 7.30. Of course, it's a bank holiday weekend, so we're plenty of fixtures over the bank holiday in total but not so many on Saturday and Sunday National Development League Leicester hosting Kent at 7pm at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena and then on Sunday it's that British Under 21 qualifier uh, at Workington 3 o'clock the start time there Bank Holiday Monday, Sports Insure Premiership. We've got the Bellevue Aces versus the Wolverhampton Wolves at 12 noon at the National Speedway Stadium. They then race later in the day again. Uh, it's a home and away job. Wolverhampton versus Bellevue back at Monmore starting at 8 o'clock and that one will be live on Eurosport as well. The other fixture is Peterborough versus Leicester. 
with uh, Leicester having a slender lead overall for the uh, bonus point in that one. And that starts at 7.30 at the East of England Arena. Then on Tuesday, Championship Knockout Cup semi-final first leg, Oxford versus Poole at 7.30. Uh, Championship Knockout Cup quarter-final second leg, Glasgow versus Redcar at 7.30. Glasgow racing on a Tuesday. Note that one. Uh, And then um, next Wednesday, May 31st, rounding out the month, Championship Knockout Cup semi-final second leg, Poole versus Oxford. And British British Youth Championships taking place at Birmingham at 7.30 as well. So that takes you through the next week or so. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of No Breaks, No Fear to review all of that action and uh, bring you more interviews and some special guests as well. And have a great week wherever you're heading in Speedway. Don't forget to keep up to date with everything that's happening across British Speedway on our social media pages. There's uh, plenty to go at on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, the main website itself, where there's always loads of things uploaded. And if you're looking for further listening for uh, podcasts, then uh, why not check out Kelvin Tatum's own podcast called Tatum Talks, lead commentator on Eurosport, Kelvin Tatum, and his latest episode. He's looking at the season so far in the Sports Insure Premiership and uh, looking ahead to the upcoming fixtures on Eurosport, including that one between Wolves and Bellevue. So you can get that on all all, uh, podcast apps, just like you can get this one. So search for Tatum Talks Speedway and you'll probably find it. It's also available on YouTube as well. And we'll be back next Wednesday for another episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Have a great week in Speedway and we'll see you next time. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.